I think that is very important to have this series, the neighborhood series, and uh, I wanted to be part of this series. The next week uh, I'll conduct one of this program. It's important for a couple of very important things. Uh, first of all, bring the music to all the people that maybe don't have the opportunity to come uh, uh, into Orchestra Hall. And uh, the second thing is uh, for me to be closer to our audience, to our extra audience, and to our musicians that uh, do a lot of work to bring uh, the music everywhere. And uh, it's not easy because uh, they work so hard. They have a lot of concerts to do, and uh, we have this extra uh, series. But uh, I believe in this kind of uh, things uh, to have the opportunity to bring music for everyone and everywhere. It might be easier for people to go hear music, or it may be a first experience closer to home for a young person to be able to yeah, sure. hear a symphony orchestra. Yeah, and uh, and we have also the opportunity to have uh, uh, one Italian soloist in my week. Uh, is uh, Giuseppe Giboni is uh, the winner of uh, the Paganini competition. Uh, it's an extraordinary player and uh, so important competition uh, it was uh, i don't i don't remember how many years uh, the last italian won that competition yeah. and uh, so i wanted to have him here to play paganini and uh, in that program uh, we have uh, also a piece uh, by bottesini bottesini maybe is not so known but bottesini was uh, a, a bus a bus player from Crema. Right. Crema is my city. Right. I born in sure. Crema, and uh, he was called the Paganini right. of uh, double bass, right. the, the home of all great stringed instruments. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So we have uh, this piece, uh, "Il Diavolo della Notte" by Bottesini, and then we have we have Paganini violin concerto, and then in the second half of this program we have. Uh, the suite of uh, Swan Lake. So the dance in this uh, in this uh, kind of program is uh, so important. Do you remember places that you first heard classical music or a symphony orchestra when you were a young guy? I remember the first time when I listened to classical music uh, live Live was uh, in, uh, in Milano at Teatro La Scala and I had the, the opportunity to listen to a general rehearsal. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of money in my... <laughs> and uh, I didn't have the opportunity to have the tickets, but uh, I knew the guy that recorded the, that concert and uh, I so went, he could get you in. Yeah, yeah. I went every every time to the general rehearsal to listen to Philharmonica della Scala with Moody. Do you remember how you felt or or what you thought or some of the impressions that came to you when you when you first heard the orchestra? I was ex- extremely impressed. So first of all, because uh, playing the orchestra was uh, my dream. Right. And did you say these were the Moody years? It, it it was first time there yeah. that I I, I saw. Yeah. Muti, yeah, and uh, I remember Chike 5.
and it was a dream and uh, so fascinating. Uh, I remember that I, I was uh, 15 and uh, pretty young and uh, I'm, I, I was studying my clarinet in the conservatory and my dream was playing in the, in the orchestra. So in Czech Five, there is an important part of the principal clarinet. I remember Fabrizio Meloni was uh, the principal clarinet there. I was so fascinating uh, about all the world um, uh, around uh, the live classical music. What an exciting time to be a young person, a teenager, interested in music, but then it's opening, that world is opening up in, in yeah, front of and, you. Yeah, uh, and there was not the, uh, a lot of opportunity like today to listen to music. Today we, we, we are lucky, we have uh, YouTube, Spotify, and a lot of different <laughs> ways to, to listen to music. At that time, it uh, was uh, rare to, to have the opportunity to, uh, I remember that... Uh, uh, I bought some uh, CD recording uh, for few money, <laughs> and then uh, I tried uh, to to go every time uh, to listen to concerts. And now, many Saturday nights, the Detroit Symphony Orchestra can be seen live anywhere in the world. It's yeah, it's, it's yeah, remarkable. Yeah, this is uh, an incredible thing, uh, and uh, I'm so proud to have the opportunity to show all the talent of our musicians uh, in the world. Yadir Binyamini conducts today's program, Music of Brahms, the Carlos Simon, and on the second half of the program is Beethoven. What is happening in Beethoven's Eighth Symphony compared with the mighty Seventh that it follows? Yes, in uh, Beethoven's Eighth, uh, it's a strange symphony. It's the smallest one, and uh, it seems that uh, Beethoven uh, went back. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, probably the most classical uh, symphony by Beethoven. We have uh, once more the Minuetto that uh, was disappeared at that time, but we have the Minuetto in uh, Beethoven Eighth, and uh, the orchestration, it seems uh, very easy, very simple, but uh, actually is there are a lot of little details, uh, so it seems like a parody if you have the opportunity to to look deeply the the score 
it seems like a parody of classical symphony because uh, yes of course it's classical but uh, with uh, some different accents some different sforzandi and some different uh, sound here and there and for the first time we have uh, fortissimissimo in this symphony we have 3f no one used that 3f fortissimissimo in uh, in any symphony before Beethoven. So that means really, really, really loud. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Now, this is around the same time that he writes his Opus 95 F minor string quartet, Studioso. Uh, and also, this is the shortest string quartet, the most compact. So right around this time, he's he's almost like pulling back. Yeah, probably was a strange time for him. I, 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 who knows? But uh, for sure is uh, the most uh, different symphony in, uh, in his uh, catalog. Yadir Benjamini conducts Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 8 on the second half of today's broadcast. Maestro, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you. See you there. <laughs>